you know, so much about what Raiden and I do as financial advisors is dealing with so many different types of retirement accounts like 401ks, 403bs, IRAs. And the question often comes up is, well, how do I get one account to another? And how do I make sure that I'm not taxed when I'm doing so? How do I make sure I do this properly? Well, Raiden and I, we do this every day, whereas you may only do it once or twice in your lifetime, and that is a rollover. And so today we decided to kind of give you some insights as to how we do these, why we would ever do a rollover, and, and the whole process behind it. We are certainly happy to be able to do this for you today. And I just want to say before we get into the show, uh, you know, we started this back a, a few months ago, and we just want to say thank you so much. We have gotten so much feedback. So thank you for listening to our podcast. We certainly do appreciate it. We love the feedback too. And we've gotten quite a few of you who have given us feedback and, and said, hey, we'd love to have you answer this question or that question. So we certainly do appreciate it. So before we get into the show, though, I would like to ask a favor. If you've not done it already, uh, we certainly do appreciate from the bottom of our hearts. If you can give us a five-star rating and write us a review, we certainly would appreciate it. And particularly on iTunes, it certainly does help us to be able to have a good productive show that we can have uh, continuing to answer these questions. Also, if you are not a client of ours and you want to understand kind of how our process works, uh, Merce and I have developed a of many video series called four steps to secure your retirement. And you can get access to that absolutely free. We do not ask for any money to watch these videos. But the way you get to it is you go to our website, which is pomwealth.net. And if you go in particularly to forward slash blog, you will see a lot of articles, but you also see access to that four steps to secure your retirement video series. But we do appreciate uh, any and all feedback. And before we get into the call, though, or into the show, the podcast today, we do have to do what all financial advisors do. We have to make a, a clear disclosure. And so I'm going to turn it back to Merce to give us that disclosure. That's right. So the information contained in this podcast is intended to provide general information only and not to be considered individualized advice. Different types of investments carry different types of risk. As always, please contact your financial professional for advice appropriate to your specific situation. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. This is the place where high achieving professionals come to gain confidence on how to successfully navigate their transition into and life during retirement. There's no such thing as a passive retirement plan. To have a successful financial future, your plan must be actively managed. Each week, we will bring you action plans and expert interviews that will help you gain insights, learn fresh perspectives, and finally experience peace of mind about your retirement. Here to help you achieve your dream retirement and live the life you deserve are your hosts, certified financial planners, Raiden Stancil and Merce Tariq. We are certainly happy to have you with us today. Uh, for our Wednesday Retirement in Action podcast. Merce and I love doing these. And the reason why we love doing them is because we get to answer questions that people have had and that uh, they let us know these questions. And then we're able to take a, a moment here on the podcast and answer them. And we have gotten back a tremendous amount of feedback as to the benefit. And so I want to say this, if in fact you have been listening to our podcast and you think to yourself, I have a question I want Raiden and Merce to answer, 
please uh, reach out to us. You can uh, go to our website, pomwealth.net, and there are multiple places there that you can uh, contact us. Our email addresses are there. That's probably the easiest way to do it. You can find us on Facebook um, for uh, Peace of Mind Wealth Management, and you can message us there. However you're comfortable, if you want to send us a question, we'd certainly appreciate it. And uh, we'll try our best to answer those questions. But today's question is, how do IRA and 401k rollovers work? And so we're going to really kind of take us through this whole idea of when and how and why and all those kind of things. So the first thing we're going to do here is uh, we're going to let Merce start off. And he's going to first talk about the what is a rollover. Yeah. So a rollover um, is really the action of moving one account to another account. So back up a little bit, uh, very likely uh, as you worked in your career, you started accumulating some money into some retirement vehicles, uh, 401k, 403b, 457, IRAs. So you're accumulating into these vehicles. And at some point, uh, you may decide that you want to move it from, from where it is to another institution or to an IRA. Uh, and that's called a rollover. So it's moving basically an employer plan to another employer plan. plan. So you can go from 401k to 401k, or you can go from 401k to IRA type um, accounts. Um, so really in this, in this podcast, we're going to talk about the two major types. One is uh, the direct rollover, which is basically a trustee to trustee. And I'll let Raiden talk about that. And the other is the 60-day rollover. So two major types that we are going to talk about. Um, and, and I think it, it is important to understand the differences between the two because there are some major differences that can result in some issues if you don't do them properly. Um, so Raiden, if you could just give us an idea of the two different types, trustee to trustee versus a 60-day rollover. So a um, trustee to trustee, if you think about it, that means that we're going from one institution directly to another institution. So let's say that you have a 401k, for example, or an IRA, it doesn't matter. And let's just for conversation say that that is held at Fidelity. But you're going to move that account, say to Charles Schwab, then what would in order to make it a trustee to trustee Fidelity, your original holder will make the checkout directly to Charles Schwab. Now, when they make that check out, they're going to make it out and they're going to say to Charles Schwab, and then they're going to put three letters, F-B-O, which means for the benefit of you. So if that check was my check, it would say Charles Schwab, Schwab, F-B-O, Raiden Stancil. And so that is called a trustee to trustee transfer. The check is not made to me. I cannot put it into my account. And the government will allow me to do as many trustee to trustee moves or rollovers as I want to do. I don't have any kind of limit on that. Now, if I do the true sense of what's called a rollover and it's not trustee to trustee, then I've got some rules. And what that means is now let's say that I call up and I want my 401k or my IRA to write me the check. They're going to write it to Raiden Stancil. Well, now I'm under some, some time constraints because the IRS says that I have, only, I have only 60 days 
to get that money back into an IRA. And if I do not get it in there within 60 days, I'm going to owe tax on that money. It's going to be taxable money that year. Now, if I'm under 59 and a half, not only am I going to owe the taxes on that money, I'm going to also owe um, a penalty, a 10% penalty in addition to the taxes. Now, one little caveat is with 401k money, if I move 401k money and they write the check to me, they are going to withhold, by law, they are required to withhold 20% of my money. So now think about the problem there. If I take a 401k distribution to me directly and they withhold 20%, so let's just use some numbers so we can visualize it. $100,000 I have in my 401k, they're going to withhold $20,000 in taxes. So if I end up saying I want to do a 60-day rollover of this money, I've only got 80,000. They withheld 20 that I will not get back until the next till I file my taxes. So I would have to come up with the $20,000 to do an entire 60-day rollover. So the message is if you do not want to take this money and pay income tax on it, do not do a 60-day rollover with your 401k in particular. You want to make sure that it's a trustee to trustee. So when you do the paperwork or you call the 401k company, you tell them that I want it to go to a new institution. Now, if you do not have an IRA set up yet, they may not allow you to do that. So you want to get that IRA set up first. And by the way, you can set up an IRA with no money in it. You don't have to have any money in it. You can just get the account open and then the money can come later. So recap, two types of rollovers, 60-day rollover, got time constraints, as well as you've got to get it, you might be taxed with a penalty if you don't get it back in there. The second one is a trustee to trustee. That's our preferred approach. Oh, by the way, on the 60-day rollover, you can only do one 60-day rollover in a calendar year. Now, not one per account, but one, just one in the calendar year. So uh, keep that in mind. Now, there, are, there is this little thing that some people have tried. You might see something on the internet about this, if you Google it or whatever, about trying to use this 60-day little rule and use it as a personal loan. So, Merce, can you walk us through kind of the, the problem with that? Yeah, yeah. And you, you, see it, <clears throat> you see it all the time if you're searching on the internet, uh, using a 60-day rollover as a personal loan. Um, we... I will go ahead and say we would say not to do it. And the reason why is because there is a decent amount of risk to it in the sense of the timing. So let's say you have that, um, let's say this is an IRA. So you have a certain amount of money in the IRA and you want to use it as a personal loan. So you say, I'm going to do a 60-day rollover, which is essentially doing a withdrawal. So you take out money from the IRA to use really for whatever you want to use it for. Maybe it's for a bill Maybe it's for a renovation, a down payment, whatever you want to use it for. And in your mind, you're saying, I'm going to make sure that this money gets back in within that 60-day window. So let's say you take out 10000 day one, and by day 30, you put that 10000 right back. Well, that's technically a 60-day rollover, and you're okay. And that's how people say, well, you can, you can loan your own money. There is no interest to it, uh, technically. Um, and you have the ability to do that as long as you do it correctly. The problem with this whole idea or concept of doing the personal loan 60-day rollover is that, you know, you, 
issues come up. Uh, maybe you're not able to come up with that $10,000 that you have to put back in within 60 days. Um, or maybe you forget about it, or maybe you just don't track the time well enough. And maybe now you're on day 61 and you put it back in to the IRA. Well, now you're in, the, you're, you're in an irreversible problem, which is now because you've gone outside of that 60-day window, that 10000 that you took out is 100% income now. And there's really no way to go back and reverse it. The IRS, by the way, doesn't like you doing this. It's a provision that I, you could say some people have taken advantage of, and it has turned into somewhat of a strategy, a very risky strategy, but it's really not what the whole 60-day rollover was made for. Um, it's not made for personal loans, but it is something that you can do. But uh, at the end of the day, we see it as risky for mainly two reasons. Timing is very difficult to manage. And then, you know, what if you don't have the funds to put it, put it back in? Well, then all of a sudden you've got a bigger tax bill than you expect, expected for the year. So, uh, I mean, it can work in certain situations, but I would urge you to be very cautious if you're going to try to do this or you read about it and you say, this may work for me. Um, just be very careful if you're doing that. So we've talked about the two types, <clears throat> the two types of rollovers. Now, what makes us eligible is also very important. So like Raiden said, there are some penalties involved um, if you're under the age of 59 and a half when it comes to IRAs. 401ks in general. Uh, under age 59 and a half, if you try to take money out of these types of accounts, well, they're designed for retirement. So the government says, if you're not going to use it for retirement, well, then we're going to put a penalty on you for taking money early, out early. Well, at 59, 59 and a half, a whole different world opens up to you because now technically in the government's eyes, you're in retirement ages. So you can now at 59 and a half for the majority of 401k, 403b, 457 plans, for the majority of those at 59 and a half and above, you have the ability to do rollovers whenever you want. So let's say you're working at a company and you really enjoy working there, uh, but you're not so big on the 401k plan. You Maybe you're not so big on the options that they have and, and you have an IRA that you like at Schwab or Fidelity or whatever. And let's say you've amassed a few hundred thousand dollars into that 401k. <clears throat> At 59 and a half, you have the ability to roll that out without any penalties, without any worries, without any taxes, if you do it properly, over into your IRA. Um, the same thing happens or becomes available when you leave that company. So you either transition to another company or you get laid off or you retire before 59 and a half, the same thing becomes available. You can now do a rollover. I hope that you are enjoying the show. By the way, if you are in or nearing retirement and are someone who wants to gain clarity on what questions you should be asking, learn what the biggest retirement myths are, and identify what you could be doing to achieve peace of mind for your retirement, get started today by requesting your complimentary video course Four Steps to Secure Your Retirement. To access the course, simply visit pomwealth.net forward slash podcast. If you're new here or you haven't done this yet, this is definitely the first step to get started in applying these principles to your life. So head over to pomwealth.net forward slash podcast and check us out. So two major... Um, uh, ways that make you eligible to do rollovers 
in, uh, in the 401k world is reaching age 59 and a half or above or separation of service, which means that you've either quit your job, you've been laid off, or you've moved to another job. You're no longer working with that company. Um, so then kind of poses the question of, well, why would I do that? I have the 401k at my company. I have investment options there. I've got the match. Uh, why would I do that? Why would I go from a 401k over into another type of account? Uh, so Raiden, can you give us an idea as to why someone would do that? I will. And I'm also going to handle the why not. I'm going to do the why and the why not. And Mercer is going to close us out with the how. So first of all, why to do it? In a 401k, there are hidden fees. Um, there has been more and more talk about regulation that will expose those fees. But for right now, we don't know all the fees sometimes that are, are in a 401k. Now, sometimes an employer will pay some of those fees and you don't even know it. Other times, the employer can just pass those fees along to the participants. So you just got to understand that there could be fees there that we don't know. Now, if you move your money from a 401k to an IRA, you now are the owner of every aspect of it. Sometimes people think, well, if I'm in a 401k and I've got this big 401k with this big, massive company, I get better rates. That is not true. You do not get better rates. You can move to an IRA and now you have the entire uh, it, everything is an open infrastructure. You can know every single fee because by the way, you're not going to have any admin fees. In most cases, you're only going to have fees. If you buy a mutual fund, meaning the mutual fund fees, or if you buy an exchange traded fund an ETF, you're going to have ETF fees, or if you buy stocks, you're only going to have, well, you're going to have no fees in a stock. I mean, you're just going to, um, you don't even have trading costs anymore with uh, with any of the institutions. For the most part, uh, the major institutions you can trade on the on your own. So, in a in a four hundred one k, you usually have a limited bucket of investments that goes away when you move it to an IRA. So you have a lot more options. And uh, in addition to that, if you said, "Hey, you know what? I really want to have somebody help me manage this account." It's very hard. If somebody asks Merce and I to help manage their 401k, we are extremely limited. There's very little that we can do. If we move it to an IRA, we have everything we can do. We can monitor and manage every aspect of it. So a lot of our clients will move money out of their 401k to an IRA so that we can help them manage the account and monitor it and watch it every day like we do. Uh, the other last reason as to why is consolidation. You might have multiple 401ks, multiple IRAs. You can consolidate those all into one IRA if you want, if it's a traditional. If you have a Roth, then that has to be separate. So consolidation is another issue. Now, why not to do it? There is one little window of time that we say you might not want to do it. And that is if you're between the age of 55 and 59 and a half, and you're no longer employed with that employer. And the reason why is because the IRS says if you have a 401k and you're 55 uh, or older, you can take distribution out of that 401k without that 10% penalty. If it's in an IRA, you have to be 59 and a half to not have the penalty. So if you're in that little window and you think you might need money from your 401k and you've been laid off, leave it in the 401k, leave some portion of it in the 401k so you can take distributions. You don't have to, you don't have to leave it all there, but leave some of it there and you can take those distributions. Now, let's talk about the how. And so Merce is gonna talk us about how do we do this rollover? 
Yeah. Uh, before I go into the how, as as Raiden was talking, I just thought of another reason as to why you would do uh, the rollover. And, and then it comes down to a lot of 401k plans limit how much activity that you can have within the account in a given, say, year. So some plans may say, well, you can only make a, ch- a change in your 401k quarterly or biannually. So um, if you are someone that likes a little bit more active management, if you're someone that likes to trade a stock uh, back and forth, uh, doing that rollover, if you're eligible, allows you, opens you up to the ability to do transactions basically as you see fit, whereas the 401k is going to limit you to probably at the most four to five, four to six transactions a year. So something to think about as well. But on the how, the how is actually pretty simple. You, you just kind of have to follow the steps that the company is going to give you. Uh, so once you've made the decision, the you know what are you going to do, which is the harder part, the how is, is easy. And I would always start us off by calling up the institution, whether it's Fidelity, whether it's Schwab, TD Ameritrade, um, call them directly. So call their 800 number. They have specialists available to you just to do rollovers. Now, one thing, they are not there to give you any advice. So you kind of have to know what you're talking about going into it. So say you're still working at the company um, and you want to make keep working at that company and you just want to roll it out, well, that's called an in-service rollover. So what that means is that you're staying in service with the company. You would like to roll a balance out of your 401k into an IRA or into a Roth account. Um, your 401k stays fully intact in the sense that you're still contributing to it like you always have. You're still getting the match, hopefully. If the company is giving you the match, you're still getting that. Um, so nothing changes there. Your investments stay the same in the 401k. Uh, but what happens is you tell them you want to do a rollover, and they say, okay, we need a couple things from you. First, they're going to verify who you are. Uh, they're going to verify your address, so make sure your address is correct in their system, in your 401k system. Uh, and then they're going to ask you, where are we sending this money? So like Raiden said earlier, make sure you already have that IRA account set up. Uh, wherever you want to put it. And uh, they're going to ask how to make the check payable. So like he said earlier, let's say we're sending it over to Charles Schwab. Charles Schwab, pay to the order of Charles Schwab, FBO for benefit of, and then Merce Tariq, your full name. Um, and so this is really important. This is essentially what distinguishes the, the rollover transaction between a 60-day and a trustee to trustee. You always, if you can, always want to do trustee to trustee from Fidelity directly to Charles Schwab or vice versa. Um, Sometimes every now and then we do see that the company, and it really comes down to the plan, so not really Fidelity, it comes down to the employer plan that may require paperwork. I would say nine times out of 10, it can all be done verbally over the phone with the institution. Every now and then we see paperwork is required, not a big deal. It's pretty easy to go through and they can walk you through it. Um, And then every now and then they will ask if you have seen this thing called a special tax notice. Uh, You should take a look at that, but ultimately what it's saying is giving you your options uh, that we've kind of discussed already. So if you're going to take the money and put it in your pocket and go spend it, well, that's fully taxable. They want you to make sure you know that. You're going to take the money, put it directly into your IRA. Well, that should avoid all taxes. If you're going to take the money, put it into a Roth IRA, well, then it's going to be taxable again because you have to do that to get it into the Roth. So make sure you take a look at the special tax notice um, and then really just follow the instructions once you call, once you uh, get, get, get someone on the line with the institution. 
Um, a lot of the companies have also gone virtual in the sense that you can fill all the paperwork or the you can make the rollover request online. And that makes things even smoother. So a couple of things that we've gone over, what is a rollover? Why would you ever do it? What makes you eligible? And then how do you do it? Um, so that's really all we have for you today. All right. We thank you for listening. And uh, as always, we say this, if you have any questions, you have anything you'd like for us to cover in future episodes, please reach out to us. Our website is pomwealth.net. Thank you so much for listening today. All right, everyone, that wraps up today's episode of the Secure Your Retirement podcast. If you found value in today's episode, we would love nothing more than for you to head on over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a review. Be sure to take a screenshot of the review before you submit it, and we'll send you a special gift. Our book, Get Off the Retirement Roller Coaster. Just email morgan at pomwealth.net with a screenshot of the review to get your gift. Also, be sure to subscribe so you get notified of new episodes as they're released every week. And finally, please share our podcast with your favorite social network so more of your friends and family can benefit from this information. Always remember, you've worked hard to get where you are, and now you deserve to have a retirement that works hard for you.